pre-Brooklyn. somebody you love think a minute before you cry and moan about your own feelings do what's right and you can't go wrong take it from me mr t the older generations have failed our future was sold so that a small number of people could make unimaginable amounts of money I'm looking hard at Amy Klobuchar. The more I laugh, <laughs> the more I fill with glee. <laughs> You're no help at all. The more the glee, <laughs> the more I'm a merrier bee. <laughs> It's embarrassing. <laughs> the more I'm a merrier bee. <laughs> Some people laugh through their noses Sounding something like this Dreadful Some people laugh through their teeth, goodness sakes Hissing and fizzing like snakes Not at all attractive to my way of thinking Some laugh too fast <laughs> Some only blast Others, they twitter like birds. <laughs> you know you're as bad as he is. Then there's a guy what can't make up their mind. Versace, <laughs> <laughs> Versace, Medusa head on me like I'm Luminati. I, I, I know that you'd like it. Versace, my neck and my wrist is so sloppy. Versace, Versace, I love it. Versace, the top of my Audi. My plug is Giancati. He give me the dust and I know that they mighty. Got it. Sometimes we're not prepared for adversity. When it happens, sometimes we're caught short. 
we don't know exactly how to handle it when it comes up. Sometimes we don't know just what to do when adversity takes over. <laughs> and uh, I have advice for all of us. I got it from our pianist, Joe Zavidu, who wrote this tune. And it sounds like what you're supposed to say when you have that kind of problem. It's called mercy, mercy, mercy. All the time I was learning 
Voilà Wow, 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 wow. From the Winslow T. Broadcast booth in sunny Bushwick, Brooklyn, this is Race to the Bottom on Radio Free Brooklyn, and I am John Reed. My opening monologue, as always, is sponsored by Winslow Tea. That's how you know it's Winslow. And I'm drinking it now. Here we go. Uh, Drinking it out of one of these hydrothermal flasks. Because I care about the environment. I do. Why did I laugh at that? Share your Winslow Tea experiences on social media with the hashtag HowYouKnow. So I don't want to be too cute by half. I'm just going to get right into it and tell you what was in those uh, two back to back. Well, sandwich. We they were they were the bread, and the theme song was the meat or cheese or Impossible Whopper. I had one yesterday. It was pretty good. What was in those mashups? That's what everybody's asking. And I know I I got a lot of people listening today. Because we got John Scales on the program in a little bit. And I just, I'm feeling it. Feeling strong. Feeling powerful. So if you're listening, um, shoot me a text. Or a D, slide into my DMs. Or hit up the the Facebook, um, the Facebook thing. Post on the wall. Let's get the conversation going. So, who'd we hear? Greta was in there. In the first mashup, Mr. T giving some advice to our president, Bill Maher. He's looking hard at Amy Klobuchar. And that made me laugh. And so I played I Love to Laugh. From the Mary Poppins movie. Love that song. Loved it since I was a little lad. Britney Spears started us off with It's Britney Bitch. Just saying those words, not a song. And then uh, Billy Joel, by by request from my buddy Vance. This was the version that somebody geniusly put online where he says, working too hard can give you a heart attack, ak, 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 ak. and then it just the ak, ak, ak goes for the rest of the song. That's what the internet's for. I think Vance and I thought of that about 15 years ago, but somebody realized it. And we heard Migos with Versace. Just a smidge of that song. 
And then we heard the, the wonderful theme provided to us by Amy and Jason from Crackle and Woe. Then we heard from Cannonball Adderley, the intro to Mercy, 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 talking about adversity. And that went into, you could draw one of those arrows like they do on the Grateful Dead or Fish tapes when you, when you trade in tapes. It's always good when a song goes into another song when you're in the jam world. So I went into Help on the Way by the Grateful Dead. R.I.P. Robert Hunter, the lyricist. Longtime lyricist for the dead. Help on the Way is my favorite Grateful Dead song. Beautiful words in that song if you want to look them up. And then by request, we went into Tyler, the creator. Are we still friends? My buddy Jay asked for that one. And yes, Jay, we are still friends. Into Luca. By what's her name? She sings 96 Degrees in the Shade and Tom's Diner. Suzanne Vega. There we go. And Luca, a really lovely song about domestic abuse that was somehow really high on the charts in like 85 or 6. And we were on a long car trip and it played on the radio about every other song. And we stopped at a hotel. If you know me well, you know I love hotels for some weird reason probably because we i would get so excited when we'd stop at them on our long car trips and my sister and brother and i sang my name is puka and i laughed harder than i'd ever laughed up into that point in my life then we heard that went into black uru guess who's coming to dinner rastafari natty dreadlock and in the intro of that we heard from john worster one half of the Sharpling and Worcester comedy team doing his Mike Sajak classic call, Pat Sajak's brother. If you don't know, now you know. So yeah, that's one heck of a intro. I was feeling all mashed up this week. And this is Strauss in the background from the four songs. Four last songs. This has been in a bunch of movies, including The Trip. I think it was in The Trip to Italy, which was good. The last, the third one, Trip to Spain, not so good. Let's ride out on this. Last 40 seconds of this. So, I did the um challenge last week. Every time I said um, I had to give money to a charity, and I gave it to Fair Fight 2020, which is Stacey Abrams' organization, making sure that these voter suppression measures do not keep 
disenfranchise people from voting. And I said, um, 36 times during the show. A lot of ums that I did not notice until I listened back. And yeah, so it was 36 ums. And, but it was all for a good cause. I have an apology. I haven't done one of these in a while, but I need to get this off my chest. I'm going to teach you how to say excuse me in French. That means I am sorry. Excusez-moi. Excuse-moi. Pardon. Pardonnez-moi. Je suis désolé. Oh, that's horrible. I'm sorry. That was our race to the bottom flood alert warning that played right after that. Desolé, but there's not a flood coming, so don't worry about that. Oh, before I get to my apology, this is Bremer and McCoy in the background. They've got a record. If you're a fan of the show, this is our 27th episode. But Bremer and McCoy are from Denmark. I finally figured out where they're from. And they have a new record coming out. And I wrote them, and, and I'm in talks with their manager to get them to come on the show. So look forward to that. But my apology, lest I forget. Last week, I mentioned the show Atlanta, which I love. I just finished. My wife and I just watched the last episode of season two. So good. And it's coming back in 2020. If you haven't seen Atlanta, check it out. I'll throw that in the recommended section, which we're doing next. But I was talking about how I love the cast. Donald Glover. Lakeith Stanfield. Then I just said Paperboy. I couldn't... And I know the actor's name isn't Paperboy, but it's the guy who plays Paperboy. And he also did a tour de force performance in If Beale Street Could Talk. And one good part about that movie. But I just referred to him as Paperboy, and that's not cool. Some people pointed that out to me. His name is Brian Tyree Henry, and he's an amazing actor. And Mr. Henry, I apologize profusely for any disrespect that was felt or perceived. I talk a lot of trash on the show from time to time, and that's why I try to space that trash out with some some positivity. And I gave birth. I didn't give birth. That's why I created this next segment, Recommended. It's a recommendation. Recommendation. So... As I said before, in during the apology section, check out Atlanta if you haven't watched it. It's so good. It's on Hulu. If you and if you and if you have a Spotify, I know you're like I. I already have Netflix and Amazon Prime. How am I going to get Hulu? If you have a Spotify Premium, you get free Hulu. That's how I got it. This is not a paid advertisement for any of those media companies. 
But I recommend some things. I recommend Atlanta, and then I've got a twice, two times in one week, or two times in a month, two times in a row is what I'm trying to say. I am recommending John Scales' record, Mind State Music, and specifically, I didn't play any of it last week, but I'm going to play the song, The Mud. And this is my jam, and I need to turn off Bremer and McCoy, and and then the man himself is going to call shortly. So I think this is going to time out perfectly. I'm going to play The Mud by John Scales, my aforementioned jam, and then we'll hear from John Scales if he can... He's gonna pull. He's gonna get off the. He's on the road with his his group, but they're gonna pull to a rest stop and call me. Call me maybe. Uh, so here's the mud, John Scales Orchestra off Mind State Music.
yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's a, it's a great record. And I've been friends with John Scales for a while, um, for, for years. And I've, I've followed his, his career. And one thing that I love about that song, The Mud, it reminds me of a song of, of his that this kind of like takes the crown from this previous song, The Longest December. And both of these songs deal in a motif, um, kind of a, and a musical idea that's, that's repeated and morphs through the song. And there's just something so uh, focused and calm, but deep about that track. Um, so, yes, that is why it is recommended to you. And I recommend that you check out this info while we wait to hear from the man himself. Radio Free Brooklyn, Race to the Bottom. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Also, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to announce that we have launched an after-school program for teenagers to learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. If you'd be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash afterschool. And remember, all donations are tax-deductible. So I'm going to play a song by Bell and Sebastian, and this is brought to you by Me Bottle. Me Bottle is an important RFB sponsor. Um, after more than a year of dreaming, researching, experimenting, and late-night conference calls, the Me team is happy to present the Me Bottle. It's a double-insulated, reusable stainless steel bottle that disinfects the water in a 60-second cycle using UCV LED technology and it is 99.9999999999% effective against E. coli. A single charge of via micro, micro USB lasts up to 30 days, and the bright LED display lets you know when water is ready to drink. Join us in bringing clean water to all. Raise your bottle and drink to you and me. Find out more at mebottle.com. This is Bell and Sebastian. I fought. In a war. 
fought in a war, and I left my friends behind me to go looking for. Bell and Sebastian can wait. Uh, race to the bottom. Hey, this is Jonathan Scales. Jonathan Scales, what's up, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really well. It's great to hear from you. And you are, are on. We live right now. You're you're live. All right, sweet. Where where are where are you right now? Like I don't know where I am. I'm somewhere in between Charlotte, North Carolina, and Asheville, North Carolina. Okay, that reminds yeah, me. I'm on tour. Yeah, and um, you know, I scheduled this thing with you, and so we stopped at a random place. I have no clue where we are. Good. Um. Yeah. So I was just saying that. Uh, this this record is is my favorite thing you've done so far. Uh, congratulations yeah, on an, an excellent excellent piece of work. Thank you. And I wanted to ask you uh, because I played the mud, which is my jam on on the on the disc. Although I listened to the the whole thing kind of on repeat and. The thing about the mud, it reminds me of Longest December in that it is centered around a musical motif. And right. I, I wanted to ask you about what what would you say the role of the motif is in your compositions? Um, it, it, it varies depending on the feeling. Um, I, I try to write from emotion and write from a real place, even though my music is very technical. Um, the mud is a, is a piece of music literally about feeling stuck in a place yeah. or feeling, feeling trapped, um, you know, just, just feeling stuck. And, um, that motif came to me and in a way that was very just spur of the moment. Like I wrote that when I was really feeling like that, you know what I mean? So yeah. I just tried to convey that as best possible mm-hmm. and um you know and, and i try to have that motif continue and develop and add things to it but my part still stays the same throughout um and i have a few pieces like that to express different emotions but um yeah just like long as december yeah correct exactly so one thing that is evident in your musical journey is that you are the type of artist that is changing the scope of what an entry, what we, what we kind of conceptualize an instrument can say. Um, people have referred to you as the, the bailiff fleck of the steel pan, right? Um, in, in the fact that you, you take a, an instrument that, people just kind of associate with fun Caribbean music and you are able to play in any key chromatically and, and take it basically in any direction and, and expand that palette. Um, are there in, in that, in that reference point of, of artists that, that expand our preconceived notions who besides Bela Fleck, inspires you to break the mold? Man, that's a deep question. Um, here's what I would say with that. I would say that um, it's 
it's a really go-to easy answer for me to say that Bayless like inspired me to break the mold per se. Um, but I was kind of already just naturally doing that. And people like Bayless like made me feel like it was okay that I was doing what I was doing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to like seeing someone doing something and being inspired, like, you know what? I want to do that because he really takes the banjo out of its context of just like it's stereotypical context of bluegrass and country and just takes it just and takes it to outer space, you know? Um, so for me, I always, I was always coming from so many different angles with my music and hearing Bale flag made me say, okay, you know what? Like, it's okay for me to do that. Um, but other people that made me feel like that, I guess even stuff like, you know, Bjork and even stuff like Stravinsky um, and just like modern composers who were, you know, kind of going against classical traditions, um, you know, and just people who kind of just do what they want to do and just stick to their voices no matter what. Yeah, That's stuff that I'm in- inspired by. So it's there's an interesting paradox, however, because as much as you push the envelope, I've been thinking a lot, especially with this record, about how limitations, self-imposed, possibly, or just the limitations of one's what one's instrument can do. You know, for for instance, you you can't really sustain a single note on on the steel on the steel pan, so you you have to play in like a. A, a trill kind of thing if you want something to yeah, ring like out longer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's an example. Um, but there's a, but there's also self-imposed limitations that I, I notice uh, in your music that, and, and I know a lot of times with a, when we create kind of a, a limit or create an area of, influence it can actually inspire creativity so right i notice there's limitations of you you've in the past you've played with more instruments but i for the past few years you've scaled usually to a trio or maybe adding in uh some percussion uh there's the inherent wordlessness to your music um (laughs) there um i've i've noticed that uh i don't think you do many or any overdubs i'm not sure on on your records also on this on this record there's you know it's it's a shorter record and all the every every you know mind state music and then every title is the and so, and something that starts with m right yep yeah so Speak on that. Are you noticing all these, like, limitations? Okay, all right, you know what? I can speak on that very well, actually, because I've thought about this a lot. So this is going to get really uh, deep for a second, but um, to me, I see compositions as worlds Mm -hmm. or, like, like planets, you know? And so, all right, so every planet in the solar system has its own properties, okay? Mm -hmm. So, like, just for, for example... On Earth, gravity is a certain thing, you know. Free fall acceleration is 9.8 meters per second squared, you know. The the atmosphere is con- contained, or it contains certain 
elements and the certain materials that are found on Earth, and then you go to another planet, there's just other things and other attributes and blah, blah, blah. So which means that there's things that can't happen on Earth. Yes. There's things that are just impossible, and that's okay. And we all live with that, and it's all awesome. Now, when I think of composition, I think about that the same way. A lot of people approach composition, and they say, you know, the possibilities are limitless. I don't know what to do. You know, um, there's so many things you can do here. And to me, it's like, no, there's, there is a limit to what you can do there, because if you just do everything, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. So, like, limiting yourself is a way to really take take account and take stock of what you have and what you can do, and then you can work from there. Um, so I, I find that's really important for me to just, like, like set parameters mm-hmm. and then work within that. Because also, um, especially if you're a person that's really creative and your mind goes all, all over the place, if you set parameters it allows you to be more creative with what you have yes. as opposed to just thinking that you can just pull from anything at any time. And on top of that, it creates consistency and it gives you like a voice, you know? Yes. So, yeah. Um, do you have any future ideas for, for new planets, new, new, um, parameters and, and limitations that you will, uh, be working with? You know, not right now, but I tend to kind of have phases with composition. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I consider myself a composer, but I don't just sit down and write music all the time. Um, yeah. I, I pretty much only write when it's something I have to write for. Like, um, like for example, Mind State Music is actually designed to be a concerto for like a steel drum orchestra with my band. Yeah. And so it was written like that, uh, and it was commissioned by a school in Texas called San Jacinto College. And we so we actually wrote that music and premiered it and performed it with a full steel band of students in Texas last May. Um, and so that music wouldn't exist if I wasn't commissioned to write it. Um, so I really only write music if I'm about to make an album or if I'm commissioned to write something. And um, that's kind of lets my brain balance the business and the composing and the performing and the practicing and all that. Um, so, so that being said, you know, I'm not sure what the next, the next thing is going to be compositionally. Um, I won't know until that moment comes <laughs> to where I decide to make a new album or I could get commissioned to write something. Uh, because actually, I think about composition like improvisation. Yeah, I, um, a lot. Okay. Of, a lot of people see composition as like, all right, I'm going to make this thing, and it has to stand the test of time, and it's going to be, you know, <laughs> it's going to be set in stone forever. And I see composition more like improvisation, where like this is a thought that comes to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just go for it and see what happens, and go from there. And so that being said, um. I don't really think about it until it's time to write. Well, we've got uh, quite quite enough to uh, chew on in the meantime, and um, I want to let you get back on the road. I thank you so much for uh, giving us a call. The record uh, is is uh, really really great. Oh and- man! Well, I appreciate it, man. And I mean, if you have any other questions, I'm you know 
I don't want to make you feel like you have to go now, but if you do, that's cool. Um, but if you had any other questions, I'm down to. Okay. Well, answer. we, we got the, um, I, I got to do the political checkup sponsored by Johnny's automotive. And if I don't do, you know, I, if I don't do the, political, do the political checkup. Yeah. If Johnny's I don't do that, you know. uh, he, Johnny, Johnny will, uh, he calls me and I have to stay on the phone <laughs> with him for like two and a half hours. So I want to avoid a long Johnny, Johnny's phone call. Well, thanks man. And uh, good talking to you and I appreciate, appreciate everything. Appreciate yeah. And, and you're, you're going to be on tour and people can check out the dates at jonathanscales.com. It's actually johnscales.com. Nice. Uh, crazily enough. Yeah. J O N scales.com. You're, you're a John uh, J O N like, like I am one of, one of our many, um, uh, yeah. Well, I'm a I'm a Jonathan. Yeah, I am too. That. Well, like I don't like to be called John. Oh, that's the thing. But, but my website is John because <laughs> Jonathan Scales was taken, and I was like, you know what? It'll be fine. It that is. Was like it is fine. Fifteen years ago. <laughs> Good. Um, and you will be opening up for Two Bob Crew at Brooklyn Bowl uh, coming up in a. Uh, when is that? October ninth. October ninth. Yep. So, uh, race to the bottom, family. Let's. Let's meet up, and we'll uh, we'll see you there, John. Jonathan. All right. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, safe travels. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. How about that? How about that? Yes, Jonathan Scales, our buddy. So, it has been a crazy, crazy, crazy week. So we got to do this. Thank you to Johnny's Automotive, as always. I know you're ready for some politics. But John Reed, race to the bottom. So they're going to impeach. Let me get this straight. They're going to impeach the president of the United States because of a phone call? Because of a phone call? Unbelievable. <laughs> Ah, right? Uh, how do we even talk about this? First of all, it's Ukraine, not the Ukraine, okay? I, I'm i not even, this is above my pay grade to even figure this out. I need to talk to some experts. Uh, let's, let's hear some clips. But, but if the president of the United States was encouraging a foreign leader to investigate a political rival, that is arguably an impeachable offense, isn't well, it? Well, we have to look at what the context is, George, right? So, for instance, if he's saying, um, listen, do me a favor, you know, in, you know, go investigate Joe Biden, that's one thing. The point I'm trying to make is you don't even have to be convicted of a crime to lose your job in this constitutional republic if this body determines that your conduct as a public official is clearly out of bounds in your role. Because impeachment is not about punishment. Impeachment is about cleansing the office. Impeachment is about restoring honor and integrity to the office.
do. Vote to impeach. Bye-bye, Birdie. So I'll say this. I will say this. Um, I know people have a difficult relationship with Nate Silver, but I, I liked what he had to say. I agree with this. Here is his advice to Dems uh, based on lessons from, from the whole Russia thing. Advice number one. Be narrow and specific. Focus on Ukraine, not other stuff. I think I agree with that. Two, don't overpromise on details unless you can deliver. I'm not sure actually that I agree with the first thing of fo- focusing on Ukraine, but I definitely agree that we uh, need to focus on details and don't overpromise. Number three, emphasize the threats to election integrity. Number four, stay unified. And I think number five is the most important. Work quickly and urgently. I like they already got Pompeo subpoenaed. This should be a, a quick couple couple weeks. One after the next. But... I try to not wear my heart on my sleeve and feign objectivity in these political checkups. But this is this is serious. This is not just because the omelet bar is a douche. It's not just because he's an idiot. It's because of things like this presidential determination of refugees. That just came down this week and wasn't really focused on. And I just want to talk about it. So basically, ever since World War II, this country has accepted refugees. And I think it is a hallmark of who we are as a nation. This country is far from perfect, but one thing that we have been a leader in is caring for those across the globe who need a place to come home to. And especially living in New York or anywhere, you see it. You see how this country has been made better by migrants and refugees. The previous year's presidential determination, which was already greatly reduced, was 111,000 refugees. This year's suggestion from the White House is 18,000. And they're all, they also want to let states and local authorities block refugees if they want. 
It's heartbreaking. And it all is a, a piece of what I think is Omelette Bar's They talk about how this guy doesn't really have any belief or any philosophy. And I think he does. And I think it is lizard brain reaction to the world. It's trolling. And it's the politics of disgust, sickness, and invasion. This idea was clarified for me in this conversation that Chris Hayes had on his great podcast, Why Is This Happening? Omelet Bar is all about getting into our, what is it, amygdala? Dr. Dad could tell me. Getting into our lizard brain where we register disgust. Like when he talked about how Hillary came back from the debate late because she was in the bathroom was so disgusted by that or sickness how he can't he can only eat mcdonald's (laughs) it's so ridiculous because he's a germaphobe and he thinks that's cleaner so he won't get poisoned and then invasion the whole migrant thing and the whole refugee thing it's creating this wall literal literal and metaphorical And it's not what we're about. And he'll do anything to protect it. And uh, that's that's why this is serious. And that's why I'm not going to get my hopes up. But that's why what we hope to hear far and wide from here to Helsinki is this. I was wrong, and I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. So how's all this going to pan out in the election? Who knows? That's why it's time for this next segment. Who do you want to win, and who... Gonna win. So the Bernie world is starting to go after Warren, which will be interesting. We'll keep our eyes on that. Kamala wants to start the impeachment process uh, for Kavanaugh. Good on her. I think she should just be a. I hope she's attorney general. She's that's she. She nails it. People are showing her cross-examining bar from earlier in the year. That's her metier. So what does it do for the race? What does it do for for Biden? Whose whole raison d'etre is beating Omelette Bar. What if Omelette Bar has already been beaten? What's what's Biden going to say? I'm still holding on to that torch. Yeah, that's probably what he'll say. Well, this has been a really fun show. Thank you so much to John Scales for for calling in. And again, if look, go to johnscales.com 
to uh, check out his his tour schedule, see if you can't see him. Give Mind State Music a listen. Hopefully, Bremer and McCoy will be calling us one of these days. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm going to work it. I'm going to make it happen. And up next is Crime Talk BK with Joanna Perpich, who we're, we're going to work it, this out. We're going to... Uh, Life happened this week. This was an insane week for a lot of different reasons. But she's going to come on the show and we're going to talk about the, the, the different crime reform packages being marketed by the different Democratic candidates. That will be a fun show. Race to the Bottom's executive producer is Sandra Cologne. Our technical director and engineer is Victoria Brushlion. With additional engineering support from Bill Melanson. Our associate producer for digital media is Chimo Rogers. Bingham Salazar directs the show. And for Terry Gross, I'm John Reed. I had the, the, what's that group's name? TLC. I had the TLC song stuck in my head, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. And then I remembered that there's this, Paul Mc- and I don't know if they knew about this Paul McCartney song don't uh, about about called Waterfalls with similar lyrics and it's off of McCartney 2 his I guess his third solo effort after the breakup of this band called the Beatles and this is Waterfalls by Paul McCartney to play us out and I will talk to you all next week this has been Race to the Bottom thanks again to Jonathan Scales and have an excellent week everybody bye go jumping waterfalls please keep to the Sometimes can make mistakes And I need love Yeah, I need love Like a second needs an hour Like a raindrop needs a shower should decide to go away If you 
Should decide to go. 